to Track Smack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with Mike Haig from RacedaySA.com. We're here coming to you live on Tuesday evening. Uh, I am here in Little Elm, Texas, right outside of Denton, in between Denton and Frisco. Mike Haig, of course, down in Lavernia, which is right outside of San Antonio. And folks, we are covering the never-ending saga that is, and what the hell, I don't even, can you remember what this race was called now? It's the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 from Texas Motor Speedway, otherwise known as AKA the Rainstorm with No Rain 2020. That's what we're going to call it. Mike, how you doing? Sloppy mess. A sloppy mess. I'm doing great, Don. Today the it was. Sloppy mess 500. Yeah, today it was the uh, Texas, what did they call it? The Texas. TMS employee 500 or that's what they were calling it because I don't know if you saw that Mike but they had I mean they had so many daggum cars and dryers and everything else going on that track trying so you know before we even get started Mike I want to give a huge shout out to Eddie Gossage to Dave Hart to Jake Young um, and the rest of the crew there at Texas Motor Speedway because they have had everything and then some thrown at them this weekend, and they are doing their best. They are busting their asses, probably short-staffed at that, to try everything that they can to get this race in. And unfortunately, Mother Nature, she just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's what's the problem, but she's just not cooperating. <laughs> well, I'm wearing my hat. Make TMS dry again. Yeah, you scared me there for a minute. I was going to have to fire yeah, you. Yeah, you thought I was wearing a Trump hat. You mm-hmm. thought I was wearing one of those Make America Great hats again, the MAGA hats. But no, uh, this is a hat we got a few years ago when they before they repaved the track. On, if you remember, uh, every time it would rain, all the water would seep up through the uh, pavement when they were trying to drive it. They call it weepers. Uh-huh. And they when they repaved the track, they put a new draining uh, drainage system in and uh, reconfigured turns one and two. And so now the track dries a lot faster, but there's been this persistent drizzle, foggy, hazy, gray weather that's lingered for days now. And like you were saying, it's just, we were talking off the air. It just seems like from what I've been told, it just, it just doesn't stop. And then when it does stop, they get the dryers out there, they get it dry, and then here it comes back again. And that's just a, a miserable um, weather to be out in because that cold just goes right through you. And I, I really feel bad for the fans that have tried to wait it out. There were a couple people sitting in the grandstands all day uh, waiting, and they finally left. But, man, this is uh, this is really something else, Don, the fact that it's Tuesday evening and this race still <laughs> is not com- complete. 52 laps complete when they red flagged it and uh clint boyer i'll just kind of give you the running order if you want it real quick sure when they uh red flagged the race on sunday we were on lap 52 just completed lap 52 clint clint boyer was out in front then jimmy johnson was second eric jones was running third joey logano was running fourth and we're going to hear from him in a little bit he did a media availability today martin trex jr was fifth at the time, Chase Elliott was sixth, Ryan Blaney seventh, Austin Dillon eighth, Brad Keselowski ninth, and Kyle Busch was running in the tenth spot 
when the uh, caution came out and um, they did everything they could to get that tractor ice Sunday, tried it all day yesterday, tried it all day today. And I have a feeling, Dawn, they may be trying all day tomorrow too. Yeah, I well, I agree. Um, I think the way it's looking, Mike, and again, I can't even go by the forecast anymore because – like I said, it's so hard to see because the radar may look clear, but that's just because the radar can't pick up this precipitation. And the problem that we've been seeing up here in the DFW area is we have a really, really low cloud deck, uh, a lot of fog and stuff yeah. too. And it's freezing cold up here. In fact, tonight, I think we have a chance of a, of a freeze. There was some sleep possible, uh, possibilities. Hell, uh, just a couple of hours from us, a couple hours west from us, northwest, I guess, where there's snowstorms happening up in west texas so um and and then oklahoma's got some a lot of crap going on too and that's just an hour and a well let's see it's less than less than an hour and a half it's about 45 minutes to the border of oklahoma texas uh right as you cross over the very first stop right there on on as you enter the oklahoma border mile marker one uh, that will be the big Windstar Casino. <laughs> That's about 45 minutes away That's from, right. from the track. So uh, and they're having storms up there in Oklahoma, too. So it's just... That's been the major issue in well, my mind, Mike, is no sun, but the cold, the, the, yeah. it's so cold that you just can't get this moisture to dry up out of the, out of the, the roadways. And like I, I'm not a weatherman or anything, but I did hear a weather guy talk on the from one of the stations up there, I saw a thing on uh, the internet. He was saying, Don, that part of the reason the air temperature and the water, that the, the humidity that's in the air is very similar in the, in the, in the number. And whenever it's, it's that close, it creates that little foggy, drizzly Crap. water that just kind of lingers in the air. Yeah. And so that's kind of what's causing this. So until it blows out or until the temperature changes, you're probably going to be, dealing with that for a while but our our friend uh michael johnson up in um amarillo we talked about this the other day i got another text from today they closed the schools today and tomorrow they're up and they're in the in the low 20s dawn and they had sleet and ice and hell just north of y'all wichita falls oklahoma they're dealing with all the ice and stuff as well so uh not a good uh, time to be driving around further north than where you are right now yeah well mike uh in just a few minutes, and we're kind of running by the seat of our pants here, we're going to be joined uh, by one of our good friends, uh, Matthew Kemp. Of course, Matthew from San Antonio originally. He is a uh, gas man. He's a crew member over there on the 51 car. And uh, for Rick Ware Racing, he's going to join us. Our, also, our good friend, Doug Rice. Uh, of course, Doug has is the main man over there at the Performance Racing Network at PRN. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, so they're going to kind of pop in and out. And so we're going to kind of free flow it. And then when we're, uh, after we finish with our interviews with them, you and I will listen to audio from some, uh, drivers that we heard today. Uh, we'll discuss anything else that we've got going on. We're going to go ahead and play Nostradamuses. And is that even a word I'm making them plural? And we'll try to make predictions. I don't even remember. I got to see if I can even remember what my damn Texas predictions were. But now we got to make predictions for Martinsville because this is going to be our show. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, so we kind of yeah. have to look ahead without knowing. Um, 
So, Mike, you mentioned Martin Truex Jr. up there. Uh, Martin, of course, had to start at the back of the field after his team got penalized. I guess they had an illegal spoiler. Uh, I want to talk to Doug about that because my understanding is this spoiler, the spoilers are something that are something that literally come in a package and your job is to take it out of the package, out of the box, and it goes directly on the car. There's no messing with it. There's no anything else. And so I believe, if I'm not mistaken, what the penalty was is there. there's some holes that you bolt it to in and the holes were altered in order to allow the... Uh, spoiler to go up or down, I guess. Is that, I think what I had. Oh, wow. I think that's what, but that's serious. Uh, you know, they're, they've told these guys not to alter these uh, spoilers and uh, anything on the car like that. So, you know, that, I'm sure some, there's going to be some he- heavy penalties that come down. I think, didn't they already suspend um, the crew chief mm-hmm. for the, for the race? Yeah, I believe they did. And they made him start in the, but um Heck, he worked his way up to the front of the pack. It didn't take him very long to get to the front. You know, they like I said, they red flagged the race on lap 52, and here he is running fifth. So the guy's got a good car. You just kind of wonder what else is illegal on that car. Who else is cheating? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, and uh, Clint Boyer, of course, leading the race. He's been leading now for three days. <laughs> no, I mean, for two days, right? I guess we're two days now for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I heard people talking about this all day today on the radio. They were discussing over at Sirius XM. They were discussing how NASCAR keeps track of um, days, you know, that an event has gone on or whatnot, and they keep track of how many laps a driver has led. And of course, this race has been red flagged. We are red flagged at what lap 52, I think. Um, and yes, I, I guess we have to get to 167, I think it is for halfway. And <laughs> so that some people were asking, well, I wonder if they keep track of actual hours. <laughs> and then I also thought to myself, Mike, hell, people have been wanting to see NASCAR kind of do like a 24 hours at Daytona. Well, how about a, a 36 hours, possibly even a, a, well, what would be the 48 hours or whatever uh, at Texas is maybe what we could we could do as well. But uh, these guys, let me tell you, a lot of people look forward to coming to Texas. Uh, these people cannot wait to get the hell out of here. Uh, and, and, and the biggest thing, Mike, is I don't know if well, you saw got to get ready for, for Martinsville, you know, it's right this weekend. I mean, we got a race in Martinsville and that's a crucial race. Well, and that's not even the biggest issue. The reason why they want to get the hell out of here is, I don't know if you saw the tweet, but, uh, Walmart there in Roanoke, right outside the track got hit up yesterday. All these guys, if you think about this, these guys are, they're running on one day shows, you know, so a lot of the, and, and by that, I mean, the, um, what am I trying to say? The crew that, that comes in, the pit crews, they come in the day of the race and they fly out. So they're not, yeah. again, packing correctly. And you and I had this discussion off the air this morning because I told you that's a man thing. There ain't no girl. I, I bet you I could um, hit up Brianna Daniels and ask her and I bet she came prepared. I bet she packed more than one pair of underwear. I bet she probably packed four or five because she's a girl. And that's what we do. We prepare. We bring options to the table. And I told you when I go to the races now, I, I've learned I can go up there for two days. And I'm not joking. I have a big suitcase and I I take at least probably seven, eight different outfits or something, you know, because I know I'm going to have to layer and unlayer at some point. Um, 
then I have to think about, you know, going out to dinners or whatever afterwards, <laughs> after races. So I prepare. You men, y'all grab a duffel bag. You throw yeah, you in gotta, some. You got to have something to sleep in that's different. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know what? Uh, let me hold on. Doug Rice is messaging me. Hello, Doug Rice. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, Mike and I are, are are already recording, so we're just going to jump in with you if that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Does this sound okay? Yeah, it sounds perfect. Mike, you can hear him, right? Yeah. Can you, can you hear me, Doug? Hey, Mike. Miss you guys. Oh, we miss you too. We miss you too. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go ahead and let's do this. So, on the line with us right now, we said we're going to have people jumping in and jumping out. It's it's crazy, crazy nonsense up here, up here in Texas right now. Uh, Doug Rice, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the main man there at the Performance Racing Network at PRN. Bless his heart. He has been on the air uh, all weekend because, you know, PRN, of course, has been doing everything we had. Uh, well, I know MRN does the truck races, but they've still been up there and, and had the Xfinity call. Uh, we're there Sunday prepared to do this race got 50 something laps under their belts and then of course we had the uh, chaos the misting chaos of 2020 i don't i don't even know what the hell doug what the heck is going on i've lived here all of my life and have never seen anything like this don i've been alive a lot longer than you have i think and i've never seen anything like this it was just bizarro uh, it started misting hard on sunday after 52 laps they called it we went back Monday. It was identical. And this Tuesday, same thing. Uh, never really rained. Just this persistent mist that was enough to dampen up the track. And it looked like today, for a while, we were going to go racing tonight. Uh, they got a lot of the track dry. And then this another wave, this mist came in. The ceiling dropped. And NASCAR had to just give in to the inevitable. So... This is the first time that I can ever remember, and I've done a lot of racing, <laughs> a lot, um, that we have had to race on a Wednesday because of weather. Mm -hmm. Not because of schedule, but because that we were forced by weather to race on a Wednesday. I've done a couple of Tuesday shows, never a Wednesday. Well, folks said they wanted midweek races. I just don't oh. think they wanted them like this. <laughs> No, not exactly this way. No, uh, they'll try to get it in tomorrow. The weather forecast for Dallas Fort Worth is not favorable, especially during the first half of the day. But they seem to think that once the worst hits and gets out of here, that they'll have some clear weather on the backside. So we should be able to get it. To put it in perspective, everybody in the NASCAR world was supposed to fly home Sunday night or Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Thursday before we get out of town, it looks like. <laughs> wow. Well, Mike, go ahead. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, Joey Logano and Alex Bowman today did a media availability, and they talked about the PJ1. Hello, Mike, I don't hear you. That's all. Oh, he's not hearing Mike, you, he's not hearing you. Go ahead. Say it again, Mike. Okay. Are you, Can you hear me now? Oh, he's not able to hear you. He's Mike. not hearing me, Don. Oh, no. Okay. Here, you want me? To, okay, tell me what you want me to ask. You okay. <laughs> the PJ, PJ1 okay. issue. Um, okay. How, how, yeah, Mike was saying that Alex Bowman and um, 
uh, Joey Logano, of course, did their press session today, and uh, they were talking about the PJ1 and and how it, that might be affected. Uh, are you hearing anything else from any of the other teams and stuff, or what they're expecting with that PJ1? I don't think they'll put any more down. I don't think they're going to have that opportunity to. And I do know this, uh, that if there is the least bit of moisture in the air, that stuff becomes like glass. Yeah. What Harvick slid on, that's what Denny Hamlin got shot up the racetrack on. So they're going to be very conscious of it. Uh, I don't think any more will be put down, but it's, it's going to be a factor in the race. Now, apparently it doesn't wash away like the rubber on the racetrack, that it's resilient to water. But I, I don't know after they have dragged these uh, air titans around and jet dryers around. I'm, I'm just not sure how much of it's going to be out there to be a factor in the race anyway. Hmm. Uh, you know, I told Mike when we first uh, started here, I was telling him that I just I, I mean, I've seen lots of tracks go above and beyond when it comes to things that they do for fans or for events. And, and, and like you, I have been to some horrible <laughs> race weekends weather-wise, you know, uh, uh, things that have happened. But, um, I mean, hell, Doug, we've all been there at Texas when the tornado hit behind, you know, behind the track. So, I mean, that was kind of crazy. But I have to say, I don't know that I have ever seen people go so above and beyond the way that these those folks out there were doing today. I mean, employees out there, everybody <laughs> doing everything that they can to the very last minute to try their best to get this track in some sort of uh, condition to be able to run on. Uh, your thoughts on that? What have you been kind of seeing since you've been out there? And uh, I mean, I just said kudos to, to Eddie and the gang out there. Everybody in NASCAR, everybody at that Speedway, wanted to get that race in today. They wanted to get it in yesterday and they tried everything they could. And I felt like we were 45 minutes away from possibly getting cars on the track today. Mm -hmm. And then we got another one of these mist clouds come in and all of the work that they had done for three hours disappeared in about five minutes. Yeah. And the problem was as cold as it is, as high density as the moisture is in the atmosphere, it would have been another three hours to get the track back. You know, like you said, kudos to NASCAR, kudos to the track. Everybody wanted to get this done so they can move on and get ready to go race at Martinsville. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Mother Nature had another plan today. Hopefully, hopefully we get it in tomorrow. I think we will. But, you know, this is, this has been bizarro world. I mean, I know it's cliche to say 2020, but uh, I have never heard of us being postponed three days to try to get in a race. Unbelievable. And and literally, Doug, we were, uh, not, I mean, not even a week ago, like literally three days before you guys got here, two days before y'all got here, 95 degrees. I mean, some hot, humid, you know, just typical, your normal, typical Texas time. That's why I laugh because we really haven't even had a fall yet. We still were kind of in a summer. <laughs> and I mean, all of a sudden we just got shot into winter. And I, that's what I was trying to explain earlier is I don't think people understand because I I see so many people on social media, you know, bitching and complaining and it's like, it's just misting, but they don't understand. I don't think, first of all, how how cold it is it got super super cold and then the the cloud deck is so low and the fog and stuff that there's just so much humidity and moisture in the air that's why today i was even saying and i'm 
I know you've been mad at me because I've kind of been a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I got scolded, Mike, by Doug. He told me to stop it because I, I was being negative. Um, but, but I just, you know, I was trying to explain to people. In fact, later on today, I, I did a no-no and was driving on the road and, and showing folks here up in Dallas. I'm like, this is the toll road. And the toll road is constant traffic here all day long. And it's soaking wet. I mean, you would think after cars running on it all day long and it's just a mist that there would be dry spots. And no, so there's just so much moisture in the air and it's cold that you just it's so hard to get this to, to dry out enough. I still honestly feel as dry as I thought they had it. I just had a feeling, Doug, that there's still possibly going to be some issues out there because it's just so damn cold outside. They're they're. Margin for error was zero today. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it would have helped had they had more jet dryers. I, from what I understand, more are coming in tomorrow. <laughs> but I don't know, even with the last round of mist that came in, that having 12 jet dryers would have made that much difference. I don't know that we would have raced today. Yeah. Uh, it was a kind of a freakish weather situation. These cars cannot race on a damp racetrack. Yeah. That is can't. Uh, you can't use rain tires because of the way that they generate heat on an oval. You can on a road course like we saw at the Roval. And I know I, I answered that question a thousand times today. It just doesn't work. They're not going to develop rain tires for an oval. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen. So, you know, we suck it up and postpone and go the next day. Now, personal question. Did you have to hit up the Walmart in Roanoke like all these crews did to uh, stock up on underwear and socks? No, I did laundry. <laughs> I, I Yesterday, when I got back from the track, I thought, okay, looking at the forecast, um, where I really messed up is I only brought one pair of slacks. I like to wear shorts. Well, you're not wearing shorts in 35-degree weather. So I th thought, I better laundry this, laundry the underwear, the socks, a couple of PR shirts. So I'm good for another couple of days. Hopefully, I won't need them. Uh, the real hassle has been arranging travel. I think I've called American Airlines three times. And finally, I just said, can I just cancel my flight and rebook when I'm ready to go? And they said, certainly. So mm. it's amazing. Sidebar how much more congenial the airlines are now <laughs> that they don't have that many people flying and they need every poor slob they can to get on a plane before, if you wanted to change your flight and you know, this yeah. $250 change fee, which, which is bizarre because all that is, is a couple of keystrokes on a computer. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I called and changed my flight three times today. There's no change fee crazy which tells you the fallacy of change fees before was just a money grab mm -hmm. absolutely and, oh but I, i'm all squared away uh it's it's a logistical nightmare especially if you're flying commercial to come out here and do this and um you know we're probably about at the break-even point now of making any money on this broadcast because we've all been out here for an extra three days it'll be four days tomorrow you know, I'm glad you brought that up because before I let you go, that's that's something another point that I wanted to you to address with me. I tweeted this out. Uh, I guess it was yesterday, and and I may be completely wrong on this, but I know Eddie has talked about this. Mike Hague and I have talked about this before about Texas Motor Speedway. I think outside of Daytona has 
two of the largest purses, and they might be the two largest purses next to Daytona. If not, I know they're in the top four <laughs> um, as as far as for normal race wins. And folks were saying, why don't they just pack it up, go back to Charlotte and go run up at Charlotte or go do that? And I'm like, first of all, they've already started the race. So I think they have to finish it where they started it. But two, I'm just wondering, I mean, you've got sponsors at the track and this and that, but this is why it's so important why drivers want to run at Texas, though, too, again, would be the money, because there is a lot of money on the line to win this race, correct? Well, that all comes out of the same pocket if you ran at Charlotte, because it's all Speedway Motorsport. Okay, I get it. Okay. But I think once you took the green flag at Texas and started the race, you have to finish it there because I've, I know I've had that same conversation with people said, well, can't they just now run a double header at Martinsville? Well, then you wipe out everything that was achieved in 52 laps at Texas. Mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick crashed. His car is not 100 uh, percent. Denny Hamlin's back in 15th. Uh, this race has the possibility, and I'm not saying it will, of being the most impactful race in the playoffs. Mm hmm. And right now, Harvick and Hamlin are two points above the cut line. And nobody nobody dreamed of that. We figured Harvick was a lock and Denny Hamlin was pretty close. And and there are scenarios now that both of those guys could miss the playoffs. Wow. I mean, if, think about it. If Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin don't win and we have a Brad Keselowski wins here and Chase Elliott wins in Martinsville – one of those guys is guaranteed not to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot at stake for this race, and we've got to play this out to the end, which I think we will tomorrow. Uh, I will say this, though, Don. I, I don't like the fact that this is a 500-mile race. It doesn't need to be. Uh, we, we go to Las Vegas. We went to Kentucky. Uh, in other places and ran 400 mile races and they were perfectly satisfactory and they took about three hours and this race out here i think's average time is three and a half hours and in today's world that's asking too much yeah i agree i think i i think after this year we're gonna start seeing We've seen a lot of changes, Doug, and I think we're actually seeing a lot of changes that I'm hoping NASCAR sticks with over the next few years because I think that they've been really, really good changes and ones that they weren't intending to <laughs> to change. And we've just kind of stumbled into them because of the COVID thing. But um, I know we ran short races at Darlington, mm-hmm. uh, shorter races at Dover, Pocono, Charlotte ran a short race and people love them. Yeah, uh, there is there is no need. And I know Eddie Gossage slights my throat. There is no need for this race to be a 500-mile race. That is nothing special. And 500-mile races go back to the Indy 500 when they wanted to run to test the endurance of the machine. Can you build a car that will last 500 miles? These guys can build a car now that will last 5,000 miles. That's not a question anymore. Now, will this be the greatest upset ever uh, or the greatest tank if uh, Clint Boyer does not go on to win this race after leading it for 48 hours? <laughs> you know, they, he's in the history books <laughs> I, now for probably leading a race longer than anybody else. Although I was thinking today, way back in the day when I first started following NASCAR and they would have a rain out, they would postpone the race for three weeks until the next open week and then come back and race. Mm. 
So there have been longer times. But then I think in the 80s, at some point in the 80s, NASCAR decided to go to the next clear day policy, <laughs> which made a lot more sense to the campers and the ticket buyers and everybody else. So, um, it, it you know, Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson right now have been at one and two now for three days. It's pretty remarkable. And the the social media banter with Boyer, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for for better for a better person to be in the lead because I just saw today too. I mean, how Clint Boyer's got Southwest Airlines now tweeting to him because he actually threw out something about Southwest Airlines. Um, And and so next thing you know, they're tweeting back. He's got so many people tweeting. But then I saw Kurt Busch. Oh, my God. Uh, him tweeting to Kevin Harvick or tweeting to Boyer and Boyer said something and and he, and he comes back to or Harvick says something. And I don't know. They're all coming back at each other. And it's just fun. They have nothing else better to do. And so instead, they're just sitting there like picking on each other. And I love it. Uh, because- I think NASCAR drivers are the most engaged social media athletes in the world. Absolutely. I think they get it. I think they understand. I do hope one thing comes out of COVID. I hope once. This is over whenever that is that these athletes appreciate the fans more because before they would go to extraordinary lengths to not be around them. I now, now I think they need to go. Well, you know, that was pretty cool because you guys are buying our T-shirts and making it possible for us to live in uh, million dollar motor coaches. So I, I, I hope there's some positive residual fallout well you know you've done the indy 500 you know how those indy car drivers and the the mandatory autograph sessions that every single driver in the indy car series does at every single race and i know uh dale jr noticed it when he went to an indy 500 i know jimmy johnson has talked about it kurt bush has these are things that i think i, I mean especially when we start doing these double headers next season NASCAR is going to have to throw up and do something similar because if not, they're going to, I just, you know, the, the visual of that (laughs) will, it will just be night and day. And I think it's a good thing because I think it's about time NASCAR has been called to the carpet on that personally. I, I I hope that they've learned some lessons on this. Uh, Doing an hour long autograph session is not much, that much of a sacrifice for the people that are literally paying your salary. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know it, at New Hampshire, they moved the cup garage because the drivers had to walk through a public area to get from the cup garage to the Xfinity garage. And they complained about that so much that NASCAR and the track moved it. At Bristol, there's an overwalk bridge that's screened in so they don't have to get near the fans. Um, that stuff needs to stop. Yeah. Um, the, these people work hard. They're, they're blue-collar folks. Uh, and if they want to get your autograph or a selfie, within reason, they should be allowed to do so. I agree. Well, Doug, thank you so much. I'm going to let you jump because I know you got to get to bed and uh, it's been a long couple of days for you. Hopefully we well, no matter what, we'll hear your voice on the Performance Racing Network tomorrow. I know they're they're shooting for a uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time start. I guess what time will y'all be going to air right then or? Uh, we'll we'll be going right then because there's no need for a pre-race show or anything. <laughs> if I was a betting man, and I am, I, I think that's probably going to be later. I don't. I I just don't know with the weather. The weather has not gotten here that they talked about, so that means it's probably going to get here later. Mm-hmm. 
but I think we'll get the race in tomorrow. I feel pretty confident about that. I agree with you. I I look, and that's the other thing too. I, I know people think that I'm being such a you know what on Twitter, but I'm like, first of all, I'm like, don't look at Fort Worth. The, the track is not in Fort Worth. The the track is in Justin, and I'm like, it's in Denton County. You got to move over a little bit. And so, um, but I was telling folks, I said it looks to me, but but you know, again, it keeps changing so often. But it looks to me yesterday, or what I saw earlier is that like 5 p.m. there's there could possibly even be some sunshine um, around 5 p.m. there right before uh, the sun sets. I, I've been telling people that I think if the race gets in, I honestly think we're looking at maybe like a eight o'clock start and it's going to be a late evening um, because they're going to have to dry the track. We're going to get rain tomorrow. We're going to get some yeah. precipitation. So, and, uh, and with cold temps, it just, it just, magnifies the amount of time it takes to dry yeah well doug i uh i love having you here in texas i wish that uh we were all hanging out together Uh, that would make it a lot more fun it sucks that i'm 30 minutes away from you and can't see you but um i i appreciate everything that you guys and your team have been doing over the last few days and we can't wait to hear you with the call hopefully tomorrow night if not definitely thursday all right don thank you so much take care all right bye-bye Bye-bye. Bye, Dougie. Well, Mike, that was uh, Doug Rice there, of course, with Performance Racing Network. And let's – first of all, i got to apologize to you, apologize to our listeners. Like like you say, 2020, that's all we can say. Um, for whatever reason, and we have never had an issue with this before, but he could not hear you. Uh, yeah, I could hear you all fine. It's weird. I tried to ask a question, and I could hear the whole interview perfect. But I couldn't – anytime I would talk, he would not go through – and you could hear me, but Doug couldn't. And it's just the way 2020 is going. I mean, we're having some technical issues tonight, kind of behind the mic stuff that you're not hearing. But uh, we'll, we'll get through it. You know, it's uh, one of those things. Our lines are frozen. <laughs> I no. mean, you know, shit, we don't get weather like this all the time. So uh, Mike is sitting. In fact, let me give you people a little a little visual. So, you know, Mike and I, like everyone else in America these days are on zoom. Um, and of course now Doug was on the phone. So Doug was calling in. So, um, that was a little bit of what our issue was. Mike is sitting there with his make TMS dry again, hat, his Texas motor speedway shirt, and he's got two microphones. He looks like he's doing his own press conference. So Mike, uh, Mike, we were just talking about, our audio issues and Mike having two microphones. Well, now, do you see now he's got two microphones? Like, so like it's, he's doing his own press conference here and we, yeah. we said it was going to be crazy. Um, and it is because now jumping in with us on zoom, uh, fresh off of his dinner with his crew is our good friend, Matthew Kemp. And of course, Matthew is, and I call him Matthew, like he's five years old. Matt is <laughs> the uh, gas man over there on the 51 car. And he's also a the car chief over there as well, right, Matt? Am I giving all the right details? Not the car chief, just the uh, underneath mechanic. Oh, underneath mechanic. I thought it was car chief. Did we change? What? Oh, yeah, it we was. changed it. Up. <laughs> he's like, don't, don't. Okay, so underneath mechanic. Well, there we go. Uh, so first of all, dinner. How was it? What did you? What did we have? It was good. Had a uh, ribeye steak with mashed potatoes and cream corn. Hell yeah. That's Texas right there. Where'd y'all go, where'd y'all go eat? Uh, it's a sports bar. I can't, I don't remember the name of it. Sugars? Did it have half naked women dancing on the tables or? 
<laughs> no. Yeah, huh? no. sports bar. Mike, I know. <laughs> I'm not stupid, right? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Um, well, so Matthew, talk to us a little bit about, like I told folks earlier, I reminded them that you are from Texas originally, so you look forward to coming back to the track. Um, it's a chance normally under normal circumstances for your family to come up. You get to see folks. Uh, it's just familiar to you. You look forward to it, but I don't think you were prepared and, and folks need to, let me give a little backstory. You've actually been here a week before. Everyone else got here because y'all came from Kansas to Texas and we're here for a few days, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we finished the Kansas race. We got in in Kansas Saturday and then we worked in the Kansas garage Monday and Tuesday and then Tuesday afternoon we flew into Texas. So you've been here seven days now. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> now, my, my important question that I'm going to ask you and then Mike will start asking you like, actual real journalistic questions is um, did you pack enough underwear and socks because you knew you were going to be here anyways, or have you had to either a do laundry or B make the run to Walmart and Roanoke like everyone else? So I think uh, growing up in Texas, you realize that Texas weather does whatever it wants. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I can prepare. Yay. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was telling Mike, hey, that that's the difference because I do the same thing no matter where what race I go to, but I'm a chick. So I have to dress like I bring ensemble so that I can change into for different events or if I have to layer or whatever. I said, dudes, y'all usually just grab a duffel bag. We're lucky if you remember to throw some deodorant and a toothbrush in it. But, you know, y'all are putting a change of underwear, possibly two, um, and some socks in your, <laughs> in your crew gear and that's it. And you're gone. <laughs> And we'll just take my whole closet and dresser and we'll just go with that. That's what I'll do. <laughs> well, I heard Clint Boyer today say something about he uh, he turned his underwear wrong side out and that doesn't work as well as what he thought it was going to. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Clint's a good guy, but he starts scaring people away. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. Well, Mike, go ahead. No, Matt, I just wanted to say, uh, I don't know if you can see my hat, but it says make <laughs> TMS dry again. <laughs> I like that one. Eddie, hey, uh, we had a good line going. They figured something out. They started getting that track dry. And unfortunately, we had another cloud to just sit right on top of us. And it just got everything wet again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, when we do go back to racing, uh, Joey Logano and Alex Bowman today said that the track is going to be really slippery up there in where the PJ one is. So, uh, how's, how, what kind of a track are we going to have when we do go back to racing? I mean, it's going to be green. You, you have no rubber laid down anymore. Um, it's cold. It's been wet. Um, I don't think that PJ one is the place to be at all. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be a whole different, whole different race going in into whenever we get this thing going again. And with this being such a pivotal uh, race in the playoffs, I mean, this could really change up the uh, top eight guys that are going for the uh, final four here. Man, it already has, hasn't it? Kevin Harvick smacked the wall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, ultimately, I think that's where NASCAR to say, okay, we need to fix this in order, this, uh, in order for us to get this race done in a uh, well, well conditions, I guess. I don't know. Well, and now let me ask you, because I know I had Alex Bowman on early in the week and 
he, like a lot of drivers coming into Texas, they've always liked Texas, but not since the reconfiguration. And he talks about just what a cluster getting into one is now. Um, and, And so, you know, you talk about that PJ1 up there up top. That's now even more of a reason for people to try to dive down even low. And you can't fit that. I mean, it's a big track. Yeah, but you can't fit that many cars, especially on a restart or something, into one like that, trying to get into one. And and he did say that the tunnel bump there is, you know, since they reconfigured, it's not as bad, but it is still there. I mean, there's still a little bit of it. And, and you know, as well as I do from all your years of going to Texas and doing things at Texas, that 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 tunnel bump there, if you're not on the right line or hit that right, you get thrown up. So so there might be some people that get thrown up into that PJ one and didn't even have to, or didn't, you know, even want to try to be up there. So uh, I agree with you. I think it's just going to be another whole issue there in itself, no matter what time we get going. Oh yeah. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I think that Texas Motor Speedway tried to make a, uh, a different race. We all know how long and drag out they can be. Maybe they try to change it up. Um, I also know that they did some drainage work too when they did that reconfiguration, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of things good with it. Um, but, I mean, you know as well as I do going back to the old days, right? I mean, the racing, diving into one, that was always fun. <laughs> Well, and and now let me ask you this, uh, as far as because y'all are y'all y'all have been under a red flag now for forty eight hours, so there's no touching the car, no tinkering, no, nothing. Uh, so car setups, I can only imagine because y'all went into setups on Sunday thinking, I mean, there was no rain in the forecast on Sunday at all. Um, and in fact, it kind of had changed overnight because when I had last looked at it at Saturday, it was supposed to be sunny on Sunday and 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 pretty decently warm, like in the seventies. And we never got any sun and it ended up being that foggy and, you know, mist and humidity that ended up rolling in. So I, I can only imagine that setups uh, were kind of screwy anyways, because y'all, you know, it, it it's just I, I can't even explain how different everything <laughs> is now. But, um, you know, you've got colder weather. There's a chance now that you're going to start the race at night, not start during the day. So that's going to, you know, throw things off as well. Uh I mean, how, how do drivers, how are y'all trying to keep your driver's head focused and stuff with this long of time being off and, and then just trying to also wrap your hands and, and heads around just the change in elements and everything. Cause I think this, the, we said it to Doug Rice and he agreed with us. He has never seen anything like this in all his years of covering racing, never seen anything like this. And now going three days into waiting for the race, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, for us, we're going stir crazy. I think, um, I think everybody's just had enough. We're all ready to go home. Um, Joey has been hanging out with us all day in the hauler. Um, and we've all just been hanging around playing, you know, trying to keep each other company Been watching the cameras. So that's pretty fun to watch because some different changes on the track, they pan the camera a different way. Uh, but we're just trying to stay positive every, you know, every hour that goes by that we're under a red flag, stay positive, try to remain focused. But, you know, it, it definitely does get wearing. We ended up started uh, throwing the football today. That's how bored we got. And that was cold. <laughs> we, were, we were smacking that thing and trying to catch it. And it's like 35, 36 degrees out. So it's like a it was break. A great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hurt. <laughs> Mike, you got 
No, I, I'm just listening. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we're all just trying to stay warm. And go ahead. Well, I was oh, gonna. Go I, well, that's what I was just gonna ask though. Is um, I, I'm gonna assume. Let me back up. So three days. I know that you said you guys had been over in the garage area, but I know there's a lot of guys that have not been. I mean, they were tweeting from cars or from inside the vans. They were sitting in the vans a lot. Um, there's, you know, crew guys during the week are usually working out, you know, trying to, you know, watching diet, doing this, doing that. Guys are just eating whatever they can eat because, <laughs> because you know, you're stuck there and you're starving. Um it, to me, I would think that this is another thing that can go into this is mistakes, crew mistakes, because y'all have been thrown completely off your game. Uh, you know, I know y'all are professionals and you're supposed to be able to, you know, do your thing. But there's frustration of being stuck here, not being with your families and doing this and that. I have got to think that we possibly could see several mistakes that could end up being quite costly for some teams. What do you think going into this? How are y'all trying to stay focused? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that, you know, there might be that fatigue part. Um, and I feel like with it being so cold as well, you might have some people that aren't as warmed up per se. Um, but ultimately, I think that the picker guys that are over the wall, uh, you know, all being former athletes professionally, uh, collegiately, I think everybody does a, a great job at trying to stay in that top physical thing. Uh, form and um, I think mentally everybody's just drained but once once that green flag drops again it all back to work and we're back to doing our jobs yeah well Mike go ahead no I was just going to ask you Matt um, look, now looking forward to Martinsville and Phoenix the fact that this race is delayed and delayed and could be delayed another day maybe two days um, depending on if things don't clear up tomorrow what kind of impact does that have on Martinsville and Phoenix I think, I think as far as competition goes, everything's going to be the same, I think. But um, for us smaller teams, it's going to be a stretch. I mean, we're, we're, you know, most of us are out here on the road and we also work in the shop. So, I mean, it's just uh, getting everything done, hustling, getting back to the shop, unloading the car, switching it over to Martinsville, getting the short track stuff put on it. Um I mean, that takes time. That takes time within itself. Um, but talking to all the guys on our team, um, we're all ready for the for that challenge, and we're ready to get on to the next race and, and finish out this season strong. I think we've made a lot of gains as a, uh, as a team. Um, my crew chief, Jason, and my car chief, Andy, they've, they've done a great job with, with getting car setups right, uh, really getting Joey more comfortable um, in the car. Uh, and, and we've had produced uh, a better race within our team. So everything seems to be going well. We're just trying to figure out all the logistics, I guess, you know, the, the higher up management people are and how we're going to get all this done. But we're all we're all ready to do this and get it done. Well, I'm uh... – I've never been more thankful to live as close to a racetrack as I do and for COVID-19. So uh, 
<laughs> because I made the choice not to go because if not, I, well, and I have a job, but <laughs> so I can't go, but I've, I've done my share over and, and I know Mike sure as hell has done his share. We have done our share of sitting at the racetrack and waiting and waiting and waiting and walking around and asking questions and waiting and waiting. And I do not envy you guys one bit, mainly because we're, we're not dumb and you can pretty much, you know, you guys, what time did y'all get there this morning to the track? Uh, I think we got there around eight thirty. Eight thirty this morning. So, Oh, did we lose you? Are you there? Oh, there, there you he is. Go. Can you see me? Uh-huh. Um, so 8.30 this morning, I can pretty much guarantee that at 8.30 this morning, Matt Kemp, along with the other 300 people on pit road or whatever, were probably already saying, this shit ain't happening today. Um, and you got to sit there and sit there and sit there uh, until, you know, the evening time. And then even this evening, um, when you're watching, you think that... You, Oh, okay. It looks good. It looks good. Um, I had sent Matt a message, Mike. I sent him a message when I was leaving work and I said, I hate to tell you this, but it's raining over here in Dallas. And I said, I really hope it's moving the opposite direction. And, uh, 30 minutes later, I'm getting a message from Matt along with some other folks saying, uh, it's not looking good. It's starting to mist over here. And, uh, you know, and, and ne next thing you know, the track is gone. I mean, it only took a little bit for all of that work that they had done for eight plus hours on that track for it to go away. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no heat. And so without heat, you're not going to get that concrete and asphalt to dry as quick as it would. Um, the only thing that's been helping is that wind that's been blowing around the racetrack. Um, but even then, I mean, you got the mist that comes in with it and it's just kills all the progress that they're making. Hmm. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us this late. Um, what time do you have to report to the track tomorrow? I think, I think around 1145, 12 o'clock. Wow. And, and now, okay, before I let you go, let me ask you that. So 1145 or 12 o'clock, but they're not looking to even get started till 3 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, 2 p.m. Uh, our time here in Texas. So you got to be there two hours before, but you can't touch the car. You can't do anything. And the pos and the likelihood that we would actually go racing at, at two o'clock or is slim to none. I mean, I, I, I pretty much think like Doug Rice said too, if we get a race in tomorrow, it's going to be tomorrow night at the earliest because the forecast doesn't even really clear up until the afternoon. And so at that point, you're still going to need a good two hours at least, uh, to uh or at the minimal to get that track dry and that's during normal conditions so <laughs> um we'd have to see but i just wonder like why do y'all have to be there especially since you can't you know it's not like normal track times now where y'all can sit around and barbecue and shit you know you got <laughs> it's covid yeah. so y'all can't do these things why are they having y'all have to be there so early so so we show up to the racetrack early due to our covid screening oh, so okay. we have to all get checked in again then we have to do final adjustments is what they're calling it. But that's where we're going to get the, the engine oil hot. And then we're going to prime the engines and then start them and get ready to start the race. Okay. So, I mean, that part takes a process in itself because due to the COVID, one team has to go out of time. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I get that. I get, and see, and that's the scary thing that Mike, we didn't even think about any of that. And I know Matt, you and I talk a lot off, off the air and all during the week and stuff. And, that part is kind of the scariest thing too, is 
all these crew guys have been here in Texas and they got to go to restaurants or, or get food or, you know, eat. That's putting a lot of people, you yeah. know, making them vulnerable. You get around people and I see that he's got his little neck thing on there. So I guess he's been protecting himself and everything. Yeah, I think we lost. So, well, I appreciate, let's see. Um, I mean, I we always appreciate uh, Matt coming in. Actually, I think the way it looks is, you know, he's at a hotel. So we probably just lost his camera and that's or, okay. Or maybe he got a call. Sometimes when you get a call. It'll do that too. He'll do that too. So maybe he'll be back in just a second. But he, he made up a you know pretty good point there about them trying to, you know, get ready and all the protocols they go through and looking at I asked a question about Martinsville and in Phoenix and they're hoping that they can get back and make the changes and put the plan in place and keep everything going. But it's definitely gonna be a struggle for these guys, Don. No, I agree. Uh well, Mike, I mean, there's so many storylines going on and happening, um, you know, <laughs> with all of this stuff that's been been going on. And I know we mentioned it with Doug Rice and with others. Uh today they did provide two drivers uh did come and talk. Uh I know you have some audio from that. Yeah, they did a media availability with uh Joey Logano and uh Alex Bowman. So uh I guess we'll go ahead and do Joey Logano first. And they asked a series of questions and I put together about which one's about three, four minutes long here. It's uh they asked him about the rain delay, like what do you do during the delay? Um, does he have his bus? Does he have a place to go to? He talks about, luckily, he's one of the drivers that does have his uh, bus and RV there. And then, um, oh, uh, then Don about voting. Uh, has, has he voted yet? Actually, uh, you know, the election coming up Tuesday, some of the guys have not voted yet. So hmm. they were hoping the early vote this week. And the later it takes, you know, get back to uh, Charlotte and everything. I mean, early voting ends Thursday or Friday, some of these places. Uh, so they might have to wait till uh, election day on, on Tuesday. So Joey talks about that. And then, he, then they ask him about, does he have a, uh, like a PlayStation or an Xbox 360? Uh, he doesn't. So he kind of talks about that as well. So Boy, we were hurting look- for questions, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. They're asking all kinds of questions and then some of this is kind of funny so no that's awesome let's go and hear from joy logano okay <laughs> what do you do <laughs> the same stuff probably uh once you're done with with that type of things um uh, i found the gym i went there and worked out got some energy out i've gone crazy inside this motorhome i've uh I, this is how crazy I am. I called Eddie Gossage and asked him if there's anything I can do to help because I'm that bored. That's a very risky move. If you guys know Eddie, that's a risky play. And I, and I, I took that. That's how bored I am. I'm willing to do anything at this point. I tried to get him to open up that go-kart track outside the track and at least let us go play with those. Um, so it's, uh, it's a lot of sitting around and um, making a lot of phone calls. Got uh, caught up on everything that I've been behind for the last month on. So, that part feels good, but uh, I'm caught up at this point. So it'd be really nice if we can get this race started. You just try to stay ready. Um, you know, I, I'm usually a silver linings person. Um, so I, I like thinking that we're going to go at some point today. It's getting obviously a little later as we keep going here. And um, I've been in this media center for about an hour now. So I don't know exactly what it looks like out there, but I still hear jet dryers. Um, 
So yeah, it means they're working on the track. Um, you know, I could imagine. Uh, how about being in one of those those air titans all day long? That thing humming along. <laughs> I swear, I went to sleep last night. This is no joke. I went to sleep, closed my eyes, and I swear I heard air titans <laughs> in my head. <laughs> These things just keep on going. <laughs> so. Um, boy, it just hasn't stopped uh, enough, and, and they get so close, and then they get wet again. Um, so that, that that to me seems like a, a kind of a job that's that's pretty challenging right now, as they almost get the track close enough for us to make some laps, and then and it gets wet again. So um, I appreciate them trying and uh, putting the effort in. Uh, you can say, uh, sure, that NASCAR is putting in all they can do uh, to to get us on the racetrack. Now, hundred percent, they're. It's not like they're waiting, saying there's another cell coming to see if it passes us. Now they're out there drying any second they possibly got, and um, just haven't had enough uh, dry time to make it happen yet. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty fortunate from th- from that position. Uh, we, I just took the bus from Kansas to here, and then I go from here out to Phoenix for the race out there. Um, so I'm kind of lucky to have something here to to be able to spend some time with on. Um, you know, I think of you know. Think of a lot of the pit crew guys, the crew guys, the spotters, you know, they're all sitting in their cars and, um, I, I feel very guilty because I'm like, I wish they can just come into the bus and hang out with me. Um, for, for one, for them to get out of their cars and two is I'm really bored in there and I want someone to talk to, um, but we can't with COVID. So, uh, this is, this is a bit frustrating for me. I'm not very uh, good alone. I, I gotta have people around me all the time. I don't like to be alone. So, um, this has been. Uh, kind of a long few days for me. Um, I need to. I actually called my wife today, and she she voted today. So um, we were planning on doing that this week. <laughs> Obviously, things are a little bit uh, different. So she still went uh, and got that done. And um, I'll probably find time to be back at some point for Martin. So I don't know if you guys realize I don't have many friends at the racetrack. So I uh, just hang out. <laughs> I, I study Phoenix. I've watched that race back a couple times. I've gone through some SMT data. I've uh, watched back the races so far here in Texas, looked at some Martinsville stuff. Um, and like I said, made as, as many phone calls and got caught up on all my uh, extracurricular activities that uh, I don't typically have time to get to. So um, that has been my my uh, last couple of days at this point. And there you go, Don. Uh, so Joey had pretty funny some of the things he talked about there. He doesn't have any friends. <laughs> That's because the way you act on the track. I wonder why. Well, I think he said that because he was being sarcastic. Because remember, that's what was said a couple of weeks yeah. ago is he doesn't have friends in the garage area. But that's funny. That is funny. Uh, next, we have Alex Bowman. Alex talked about the same thing, that he was very bored. He also talked about that he uh, was trying to um, you know, wait out everything and uh, what, what he was doing during the long wait. And he talked about the fact that he got the work out a little bit um he also talked about his diet where he went to lunch and had dinner uh he doesn't have any video games like some of the guys do in their buses so he's uh basically um you know um bored as well so here's uh alex bowman and here's what he had to say yeah i'm uh should we just race the jet dryers are there enough of them for everybody and race the rental cars There's all kinds of stuff we can race here um maybe just count points on that. <laughs> um, it's uh, definitely boring. It's painful for everybody. Um, obviously, everybody's working hard to try to dry the racetrack and weather's just not co- cooperating. So bummed for everybody here. Same for all of us. We're all just 
sitting around, whether it's NASCAR officials or track officials or drivers, we're all kind of in the same boat together. So um, nerves, I'm all a bit, I'm just hanging out. I haven't really done much of anything, just um, been on my computer. I found, uh, I went over to the gym beneath the suites and ran a little bit on a treadmill. Um, but yeah, feeling, feeling good. Car's really fast. Just want to get back to racing. No, not that I can think of. Um, you know, I've trying to think like maybe quarter midget racing as a kid because you don't have jet dryers and stuff. It takes pretty long to dry. And, um, I've been like completely rained out and, and canceled, but never, I've never sat somewhere this long. And, um, had a, I've, I don't think we've ever had a forecast look this bad, you know, so it's definitely a bummer. Well, I had in and out for dinner and pizza for lunch. So, um, the diet is, is out the window. I'm out of food, out of clothes, out of everything. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard to feel like we're going to race anytime soon, just with how wet it is. And, um, you know, at times I feel like, man, the track's got to be getting dry because I can't see it misting or raining from, from the bus. But then, um, I think Bob tweeted the link of the track camera, or maybe that was you. Somebody tweeted the link of the track camera and I click on that. I'm like, Oh no, it's still wet. So, um, I don't know. I've really just been sitting around. I ran a little bit earlier. And I feel like that helped um, kind of clear my head up a little bit, but it's been uh, pretty dang boring. I sure wish I did. I wouldn't be working right now if I did. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. I got my laptop, my cell phone, and uh, cable TV. So that's about it. Um, which has become expensive because I've just been ordering race car parts. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything, but, but I wish I did. I feel like the problem is I've already watched all the good Netflix stuff. Um, so I haven't been watching anything. I've watched some, some YouTube videos, but honestly, I've been texting back and forth with my with my team on GroupMe quite a bit. Um, went and, and worked out a little bit. I haven't watched like any TV show or anything yet. Uh, I'm sure that's going to come because I'm out, I'm out of things to do. I'm out of parts to order. Got entire everything for a sprint car on the way. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely probably going to regret some of my financial choices here on, on building so many race cars. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't watched anything yet. <laughs> so anyway, Don, uh, he, um, you know, um, had a lot, a lot of funny things to say there. Again, he's just as bored as Joey. Wow. I mean, it's so hard for me, Mike, to imagine in this day and age, guys their age not having a PlayStation, like a PS4 or anything in there. I know. Because all day today I'm I'm watching Bubba Wallace. That's all he's done is play, <laughs> is play games. And they acted like they were jealous that Bubba had the uh, – the, the the gaming system and you know Bubba had something to do so uh, maybe this will get these guys to bring one along from now on you know dude these are multi million dollar uh, RVs that they stay in oh, I know and they don't have, I'm like what kind of equipment are you are you guys running I mean go on so um, and it's not like they don't have the money to run down the street to the Walmart or what or have somebody a PR person want to go go run down there and get me one or or I mean you can pay and, and pick it up I mean curbside pickup 
I'm sure they'll even deliver to the track. Hell, Amazon will deliver it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Now, the, the final uh, audio we have today, our friend John Sturban, who's writing uh, for the Dallas Morning News this weekend, he is... Um, he asked the question that I asked, the, or I tried to ask, and you ended up having to ask it for me because Doug couldn't hear. But the PJ one, mm-hmm. and what type of a curveball is this going to throw to to the drivers? Because the fact that when the race resumes, we've had all this water on the track, it's going to be very slippery. So Joey and and, and Alex both said this is going to be very interesting restart. So here's what they had to say. Um, you know, we've talked about that some, you know, when I think about this PJ one on the, on the racetrack and the stuff's usually activated with heat. Um, and obviously as cold as it is, I expect that to be pretty slick and take a while to come in. Um, so I'd say from that standpoint, there's not going to be much grip in the PJ one, but outside of the PJ one, there'll probably be a lot more grip than, than what we we had the other day, um, being as cold as it is. So. Um, we'll just have to kind of wait and see and adjust to it, but cars aren't going to be driving the same as they did a, a couple of days ago. Definitely a big one. Um, it needs heat to get going, but the, the biggest problem is how treacherous it is at this racetrack before it gets going and the way they laid it all the way to the wall. Um, the first guy that gets up in it, it's probably going to crash. So it's, um, it's going to be really treacherous and, and eventually as it comes in, it'll be the place to be again. Um, it kind of got that way as, as we got rolling, but, um, yeah, it, it's going to be treacherous. I feel like out of the PJ one was just a little freer than in the PJ one. So, uh, probably everybody will be a little looser trying to run the bottom and, um, you know, ho- hopefully it gets moved up quick, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be treacherous hard to, to navigate that because obviously it's not a visual thing. It's a feel thing and you, you kind of just got to work it in and you want to wait for other people to do it. It's, uh, it's pretty tough. So um, hopefully we're on the, the good side of it. And there you go, Don. So it's going to be wait and see, but um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens once they throw the green flag and get back to racing. Oops. Sorry. No, I agree with you. I'm sorry. I like have my microphone off. Uh, totally agree with you. And while I was listening to that, I'm laughing because I'm on Twitter again, just trying to keep up with the drivers and stuff. And Corey LaJoy has been cracking me up all weekend. And <laughs> just a few minutes, he's been, and he has been all over the Bucky's. I mean, he is all about Bucky's all of a sudden. And so I just see a tweet from him uh, a few hours ago, and it said, should have dropped off my resume when I got here on Saturday. And he posts a pic, and it's a pic, and in it, it's a Google search that he did. Can I get a part-time job at Bucky's? And it's showing the hourly rate and stuff for Fort Worth. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I, I watched Doug Rice post about, you know, could he vote here? And uh, another guy, who was it? I'm trying to, oh, Matt DiBenedetto saying that he's living in his truck there in, in Texas. He's not. Clint Boyer asked if there's any good neighborhoods around the area because he may as well buy a house while he's here. Uh, I mean, it has just been so funny to, to watch and listen to these guys trying to make the best of this situation. Yeah, definitely is. So it's going to be pretty neat to see what happens. And, you know, I was going to say, it, it's funny because we talked about, or they talked about going to the gym that's underneath the, the suites there um, at, at Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, this, that's at the Speedway Club. There's a really nice uh, fitness facility there that you, that you can join. 
if you join the speed speedway club and become a member there you can eat in eat in the restaurant work out in the gym i've actually been in the gym before and uh actually changed clothes in there before before one of the uh uh, Hall of Fame event. Oh, so you didn't work you out did. in the gym. You changed clothes. No, I went in there and did the, the, I did the executive workout, you know, the steam room and the hot tub and the, and I cleaned up. I hear you. So, uh, well, I, I was, it was, cur- I was curious. I'm like, okay, well, if all of a sudden the drivers start hearing about that, like because of COVID, I'm like, do they have to do, uh, like a sign-in kind of deal? Like, how does that work? Because <laughs> you can't have them all in there at one time, I doubt. So, yeah, probably not. But uh, it's a really nice facility there, and uh, I, I, I think that once the drivers find out that it's there, it's going to get a lot more business on regular race weekends, probably. So, I agree. I agree. Well, so there's not really any other storylines or big, big news. Well, I mean, there was a, a, a little bit of news. But we've had so much stuff going on that things have been kind of overshadowed, I guess. Um, I'm trying to look and see. We had uh, Rudy Fugel is named now as the crew chief for William Byron next season uh, in the 24. Okay. I know they've worked together in the past. So that's that's uh, big news. And, um, you know, Joey uh, Jimmy Johnson announced Carvana will be his sponsor in the IndyCar series next season. That was a big announcement. And he will be driving the 48 car. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then of course, you know, we talked last week and, and it was confirmed this week about the Jordan brand. We talked about that story. And so it will be, that will be the name. The car number will be the 23. Um, so that's some big news. And again, with Bubba Wallace, uh, Bubba Wallace now most well-known driver after Michael Jordan joins NASCAR. And so all of a sudden, um, uh, it, I'm looking at this. It says in a new morning consult survey, 42% of black adults said they are more interested in NASCAR than they were previously based on the entry of a Jordan owned car driven by Wallace. How crazy is that? That is crazy. Wow. Uh, I'm glad though. Including 24% who said they are much more interested in addition. I'm looking at this story. Uh, one in black, three respondents said they are more likely to attend a NASCAR race after COVID-19 is no longer a concern. I mean, that's exactly what NASCAR was hoping for. Um, yeah. And, you know, in the end, that's exactly what Bubba Wallace was hoping for. So I hope that no matter what, no matter what haters say or assholes, you know, <laughs> who, who talk out, I mean, just these rude racist idiots that are out there i hope bubba can see in in just a short amount of time what he has put into motion and that it was a good thing that he did um and nascar as well and then of course michael jordan jumping in on this but again this this started because nascar and bubba wallace took a stand and and i i think it's great um Mike, I know there was big news, of course, um, the IndyCar series ran and uh, ran there at St. Pete, their final race of the season. And we knew it was going to come down to the wire and it could have even been a lot closer. It was earlier in the race. And then Joseph Newgarden had a few issues, but he did end up uh, winning the race. Uh, but Scott Dixon 
there for Chip Ganassi Racing. Man, oh man, oh man. He is now a six-time IndyCar champion as he wins. He dominated the season. I mean, he led from the first race of the season and it and never never went. I mean, he led the entire season is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he, you know, ends up with a 16-point uh, margin of victory in the or 16 points ahead of New Garden in the championship standings. Wow. I mean, season. so, I mean, it came down to the wire there, but uh, New Garden gets the win. Patricio Ward was a second. Dixon gets third. So we had a podium, really neat podium finish there. I'll just give you the top 10 real quick from the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Pete. Sebastian Bourdais was fourth. Ryan Hunter Ray was fifth. Simon Paginal was sixth. Marcus Erickson was seventh. Charlie Kimball, eighth. Graham Rahal, ninth, and Takuma Soto was uh, tenth. And speaking of Graham Rahal, did you see the videos that he posted on Twitter today about the fire at their? Yeah, just insane. First of all, oh, what, a, what a gorgeous house. I mean, oh, my God, oh, gorgeous yeah. house. That Yorba Linda area there in California is a really nice area. My One of my uncles used to live there. And um, in, in that area, they have some really nice homes, and beautiful views and everything. And uh Wow, uh, that if you haven't seen it, go to Twitter and go to Graham Ray Hall and the cameras that the on the house caught the uh, firefighters there by the swimming pool, basically fighting the fire right there in their little swimming pool area. And um, and the fires got real close, but it apparently it saved their house. They were able to save the house and catching fire. Wow, thank you to those firefighters, the heroes out there, putting their lives on the line to save people's property, save people's you know, livelihood. Um, they got very, very lucky, I tell you. But, Don, the, uh, the IndyCar race was a pretty good race. Uh, Alexander Rossi led 61 laps, but it was New Garden that was there at the finish, leading 21 laps and taking the checkered flag and coming up short of the championship. But um, overall, I thought they had a pretty good season and uh, looking forward to 2021. And we're going to have a doubleheader at Texas next year with them. So that's going to be exciting. And I think we're going to see some uh, good competition next year. And with Jimmy Johnson coming into the uh, series, it's going to make it even more better. I totally agree. Totally agree with you. So, uh, and then NHRA, we had. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> craziness. I saw Tony that. Schumacher. You know, he lives up in Austin out by the lake, mm-hmm. out by Lake Travis now. And, um, you know, he is uh, like a seven-time or eight-time champion in that series. 84 wins. He picks up his 85th win, Don, mm. by beating Steve Torrance in the final round there Sunday at the uh, Houston Raceway Park. And just incredible drag race. It was so close. It was just in a day of incredible racing. Now, while they were having all the trouble up in Dallas, the weather in Houston was cool, cloudy, but low temperatures and it created fast speeds on the track. Hmm. And we had some record runs and funny car. It was Tommy Johnson winning over um, Ron caps. And then a kid named Aaron Stanfield won his first race ever in pro stock. And he was also competing in the factory. I think it was the factory stock class or was it factory stock or I can't remember which one he won the race in that class. And he won the, the track championship in that class. So he, he comes home with Aaron Stanfield, this young kid. It was Greg Stanfield who used to race years ago, great racer. But Aaron came home with three Wally trophies. And then in the um, 
Pro Stock Motorcycle Class. It was Eddie Craywick that got the win. It's the first time he's won in a couple of years. Uh, so it's great to see him back. He's a multi-time winner. And uh, so just a great weekend of gra- drag racing. And, Don, they finish up this week at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and then the season's over. Awesome. Well, God, it, it just seems like this season for everything has just, uh, like, has gone on forever. <laughs> um, I know. So. I'm I'm sure drivers and and crew members are ready for it to be over with, ready to be done. I know that the IndyCar guys hear they're done, and I listened to Scott Dixon today on the radio, and they have a test tomorrow, um, actually, which was interesting because I think uh, Jimmy was supposed to go and, and test in it as well, I think, well, yeah. and, and he's not going to be – well, who knows? Maybe he is able to. Maybe they fly him over there real quick, and then he comes back because I want to say it was at one of the – road courses that they were supposed to test at um so anyhow well mike let's see i think i remember i think i remembered i picked bk i think to win the race i picked harvick okay you picked harvick i think i picked bk or i picked him or truex i think i I did didn't i didn't i pick harvick johnson and kyle bush it's my little yeah and i picked or, or, or Harvard, Kyle Bush, and Johnson. I, I don't know. And I think I picked BK, or or did I pick, or I think I did BK. Maybe I did Bowman and Jimmy Johnson. I know I got Jimmy Johnson in there. Yeah, because you threw Jimmy in there. Okay. Well, regardless, let's play Nostradamus folks get our crystal ball out we have no idea what's going to happen the only thing we know is joey logano is locked in um (laughs) so by the time we leave uh texas we should possibly have one more locked in but again if it's if it's a non not one of these uh eight drivers then it's god only knows what's going to happen based on points yeah and 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 no matter what we're going to have one guy from that's going to point his way in um yeah so that's going to be it's going to be very interesting but let's let's try to look ahead and you tell me who you think is going to win martinsville once we finally get there well i'm going to go um denny for the win joey's my long shot and then my really really long shot i'm going to stick with kyle bush Okay. See, now I'm wondering if I picked Denny at Texas. I can't remember. I cannot remember. I don't think so. I thought it was BK. All right. Well, uh, I am going to go Martinsville, short track. You know what? You're going to laugh. But okay. So I'm going to say I'm going to pick BK there at, at Martinsville. My next shot is going to be the guy who has done really, really well at these short tracks so far just can't get that win. But I'm going to say Matt DiBenedetto. Um, well, that's and then, of course, I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson because I said I'm going to pick him as my long shot, long, long shot all, all year till he gets a win. So and we're running out of races. Um, so there we go. We'll see what happens after. Te- no, OK, well, he- hell, that's who we put. Uh, we, we did our predictions before. We're 52 laps into this race. Do you want to do you want to change your prediction? Nope. Well, I can't really. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's right to do that. I mean, okay. Kevin Harvick is <laughs> already damaged up, but um, well, that's why we pick three. We'll, all right, let's pick this. Does a race happen Thursday, uh, Wednesday, or Thursday? Ooh, you know, I say Thursday. I initially said Thursday, <laughs> but I just feel like 
if they can get the track dry and if they can get it even started at 10 o'clock at night, Texas has lights. I think they're going to do whatever they can to get this race in. So I'm going to say tomorrow, but it could end on Thursday. Okay, there you go. Like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, oh my God, what a shit show. I mean, there's no other words for it. This entire week has been. Um, so it, I, if they don't get the race in tomorrow, they need to go ahead and go back home, go run the race at Martin, then come back on the way to Phoenix, run it Tuesday or Wednesday and go to Phoenix. It's a good idea, possibly. So uh, what they should have done. Yeah. Well, and oh, and well, hold on. Here's the thing, though, Mike, they're facing a hurricane this weekend up there in Martinsville area. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't that storm is going to hit Wednesday late in New Orleans and it's going to very slowly work its way up there. I think we're going to have another rain out. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it is. It's just so 2020. It's just nothing else you can say. It is just 2020. God almighty. I was going to say, if it didn't matter what area you voted in, hell, if these drivers stick around a few more days, Texas Motor Speedway is a voting spot. They could vote there, but. (laughs) Catch your ballot there at the Speedway Club. (laughs) Uh, 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 Well, I was going to say he's not racing in the Cup Series anymore, but David Starr would have been able, and that would have been his polling place, too. He lives in Denton County, so there you (laughs) go. go. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, Mike. Well, it's been a fun show. And uh, I appreciate you sticking around and, and playing through this. I know we've had a little bit of some audio glitches and stuff. And again, I, I think it's it's 2020. It's the weather up here. We're just having all sorts of issues, but we're fighting through it, putting out a show uh, without a whole lot that has gone on so far. Uh, before I go, Mike, I want to let our listeners know um, we've gotten everything worked out and um, our shows. In fact, I was tweeting while we were recording here. I'm, I'm sure you may have seen in Facebook um, all of our shows back on all of the major podcasts. We got the glitch uh, worked out with the issues that we were having and all of the shows that we have done this season are all available now uh, for you to go and listen to and will continue to be put up throughout the rest of the season. So uh, appreciate folks sticking by and going to the website in order to get the shows, which you can still continue to do, um, but also you can find them on all pretty much all the major uh, podcast platforms as well. So um, that's good news. All right. Check, <laughs> all right. It out. Check them out. Check them out. So, all right, Mike. <laughs> well, have yourself a good weekend. And actually, uh, I, I may see you actually this weekend because I'm right. heading we down to San Antonio. So, uh, for, I'm, for change. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. So, all right. Well, you guys stay safe. If you're in this area up here, uh, stay warm, stay dry. Hopefully, we get this race in in the next 24 hours. Um, if not, then, oh, well, we'll be coming back with you with a Martinsville slash Texas follow up show sometime next week. So have a good one and we will talk with you soon.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.